Hi, guys. We are back after a, at least for me, an amazing holiday break. I hope everyone had some great downtime or fun travels and all of that. But we are here and it's Pop Culture Mondays on Thursdays. And I'm your host, Brooke Hammerling. Pop Culture Okay, guys, so it's Thursday, at least in the time machine, it's Thursday. We are in the time machine because I'm actually recording this a bit earlier than normal as I'm about to hop on a plane to London and then go off to the incredible DLD conference in Munich. So if you're at DLD, hit me up. Um, So if you're hearing this on Thursday and if any big pop culture news broke uh, on Wednesday or even Tuesday, uh, it's not going to be covered here because we are doing this Monday right now. The newsletter are just published and we are going to basically talk about a bunch of things that have happened during the last few weeks. I am here with an esteemed guest, a repeat guest, also my best friend. Her name, as you all know, who have listened to this podcast and follow me on social is the one and only Harvard graduate, Britt Morgan Sachs. Oh my God. You're the worst. You're the worst. No, you're you're the best. you really did go to Harvard, unlike George Santos, who says he went to Brew College and didn't even. And you did go to Horace Mann, did I, you not? I sure did go to Horace Mann. And uh, do you remember George Santos oh, at Horace he sat Mann? Next to me in every class, <laughs> he was so brilliant. Oh my god! Yeah, with his white power signs. With his white, I mean, he's but he's Jewish, so I don't understand where that's coming he's from. Jewish. Well, we're gonna get into this. We're gonna get into this. I'm gonna back up, guys. So you, for those of you who don't know, Britt, she is one of my closest friends. She's my sister. She's the girl that you see all those memes about, about your friends that basically, well, a great example is we just send memes to each other with zero context all day, all night. She happens to have three children. I have more time than she does, but yet she finds time to respond and she responds in memes. We send TikToks to each other. We tag each other on Instagram memes. There's that one meme. There's one meme that goes around where it's like the young woman with then the really ancient old friend. And it says when you're when you're younger than your friend. And like, I feel that that's me and Brit. I'm like the Betty White to um, Brit's Brit's Brooke Shields, whatever. Brit and I have worked together or worked together, been friends since we lived in New York and she worked in New York. She has worked at some of the most incredible tech companies, including Spotify. Uh, But she is a creator. She is an entrepreneur and she is now the founder of a members club called The June, which is going to be popping up in what she calls emerging gateway cities. You like that? Being the first, do you like, I like the branding. And the first of those cities are in Brit's new adopted hometown of Jacksonville, Florida. And you, I, you will not, if you ever speak to Brit, I guarantee you within the first 30 seconds of your conversation, she'll be like, have you, I mean, she's the greatest PR machine for Jacksonville, Florida. I love it. I love it. And my understanding is your football team won a pretty big game. So I have a lot of, you know, I had Jacksonville pride, you know, already. And as if I needed another reason, we're, we're making headlines for all the right reasons our team, the, the Jacksonville Jaguars, just won like a big title. Um, what is that title? AFC something? I don't even know what that the means. AFC, the 
AFC title. So we are like champions for like the Southern region. Does I, this I'm, mean you then go into the playoffs? We are in the playoffs. I believe that's correct. You are in the playoffs. We're going to the okay. playoffs. Something good's happening. The team is doing amazing things. I'm going to, I'm going to check. I, I don't have the, uh, the football knowledge, but I have the pride. Babe, did you ever think we would be sitting no. here talking no. about football? No. The only thing no. I know about the Super Bowl, I don't even know where it is this year, but the only thing that I care about really, and I think that most of us care about we is it's Rihanna. Good. And Rihanna, we might be going and Rihanna. I don't want to go to the Super Bowl. I've gone to the Super Bowl a bunch of times back in the day and I'm not complaining. Thank you, Mike Mills. Thank you, you too. Thank you for those who brought me along the ride. But I like, you know how I like, I'm very particular about my Super Bowl. I need to be at a party where I have access to buffalo wings. I've been to some amazing parties thrown by friends, but they do not provide buffalo wings. I don't mean a chicken tender. I mean a motherfucking buffalo wing with chunky blue cheese dip. There is no, not ranch. I am not, no honey mustard. It is a buffalo wing generally made with Frank's original red hot cayenne pepper sauce, by the way. As opposed to what? And- as opposed to the other hot sauces people. I know they're hot sauces, but like for a chicken wing, it's Frank's. Yes. I need to have access to an endless supply yes. of chicken wings and I need to have access to the commercials. And when you're at the Super Bowl, you do not see the commercials and you generally don't have access unless you're in a suite. But even then you can't just in front of fancy people when it's usually the people who are at a Super Bowl. If you're in a suite, I can't load 30 buffalo wings. You can onto a plate. You can. I just, I have a fear of, as you know, of constantly being judged. So I tend to like to like, you remember, I left, a, I left CeCe's Super Bowl party that one year in New York. Sure did. When at halftime, because they did not have Buffalo wings. Sure and I, I, I had like, I don't know, DoorDash or Grubhub or whatever the, the delivery service at that time was. Deliver me Buffalo Wings to my apartment in New York City where I sat and watched the second half of that fucking Super Bowl by myself with like 60 wings. This and is Blue correct. Cheese and texted you pictures. Well, this is not is, an exaggeration. If we get to the Super Bowl, um, I will make sure that your ass is coming down here. We're watching but it together. But Super Bowl's not in Jacksonville. Oh, I'll come to Jacksonville to watch it. I'm not going to Super Bowl, but you're going to come. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll come to Jacksonville. In- That's how I'm getting you here with wings. Well, and if we make we're, it. Since we're still talking football, I'm now I really want you to make it. I might still just come to Jacksonville. Maybe that's the, the impetus. Obviously you have to come. But I, I will say I'm now, I'm, I'm obviously a Jacksonville you know, lover of all things Jacksonville. And now I, I'm a big fan of the, the, the football team, the Jags, so much so that I, I just had an incredible moment. I was at Target as I often am doing this something. This is the third conversation I've had today oh with somebody who is on their whole, I was at Target. I was at Target. I'm always Third at conversation Target. today. It's, it's, this is what happens when you have like 18 kids, but I was at Target getting something for somebody and I, you know, passed, passed by somebody and they had their, you know, Duval, Jacksonville Jags, you know, shirt on. We just looked at each other. We just smiled, smiled and nodded. It was solidarity. What is Duval? It. It's our county. So, it, so this is our call. We say Duval. Okay, listen. <laughs> What are the colors? Because that's really it's what teal. I care it's about. It's teal. It's teal. Oh, you're the teal. The you're teal. the teal. You're the teal. How does that match? Isn't a jaguar black? God, it works well. You've got the black and you've got like the yellow and the spots and the teal. It's it's beautiful. It's Interesting. Yeah. And who's the star player of the Jacksonville Jags? Trevor Lawrence. Okay. Is he the quarterback or what is his position? He's the quarterback. Yeah. I mean, I'm learning more and more every day about this team that I, I but I, 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 I fuck with them, man. 
I feel like you're ready to go on um, and be one of the co-hosts of like, you know, the halftime report. Let me just figure out like, let me, I got to learn the stats and the actual names of the titles that we're winning. But once I get that down, you know, we're, we're good to go. But no, I mean, Jacksonville has, um, it's a city on their eyes, babe, as I, as I tell anyone who will listen, but it's, it's a wonderful place. It's, it's my adopted home. I've been here for two and a half years now. Um, I love it. And yes, as you said, I'm. And how is Jacksonville different from other places in Florida? God, that's a very, that's a good why, way to ask me the hard hitting questions like uh, on the podcast. Well, I know. Okay. So I know it's, I mean, first of all, it's Northern. It's it north, doesn't have that. South, right. So but it's the South. It's, it's a more Southern city than Miami feels, even though Miami is South Florida. Culturally. Yes. Culturally. It's not Miami doesn't feel like you're in the South. No. And so as a black Jewish woman, yes. how is it living in like, quote unquote, the deep South? The south. I've had a wonder. I love these questions. I've had a wonderful experience. You know, Jacksonville, um, not unlike a lot of a lot of these villes, a lot of these cities, emerging gateway cities. I don't I don't call them second cities or you know third, third cities because I, I live in one now. But it's really you know these cities on the rise. They're experiencing like really significant you know demographic shift, right? So there are people like me, Black Jewish New Yorkers. I haven't met another Black Jewish New Yorker yet, but you know there's another family from Brooklyn that's on my that's on my street. There are a lot of people moving to these cities and. Um, so you're having like this explosive growth, but you know, you are, what I like about Jax, and, and again, like I spent a lot of time in Florida growing up with my Jewish grandparents, I'd go to like, you know, Boca and Delray Beach, and that's a very different experience. And it's sort of like, you know, New York with more humidity, right? Here, you know, there was definitely like a culture, it's a culture adjustment, not a shock. In fact, a lot of people were like, oh my God, there's gonna be such a culture shock. But I'm a firm believer that, you know, your your people, your tribe, your community is, you know, is everywhere and it can be anywhere. And I think the thing that I do very well, and it's, you know, it's either it's a skill or it's a talent or it's a blessing, is I'm able to build community and sort of make friends really, really easily. Um, it's something I'm passionate about. It's something that just comes naturally. And so by the time that I got here, you know, I, I really did. By the time she got there, Britt has replaced me <laughs> and all of her other friends totally with amazing. a new cooler group of friends and surfers and all that shit. I have and- amazing friends here. I have an amazing community of people here of, you know, people who have been here. Families have been here for generations. People who are just coming here, people in different industries, entrepreneurs, you know, artists. It's, it's really, um, it's really remarkable. The more of you than the, the less of a red state. Yeah. I mean, or, uh, you know, turning it purple. we're going to, we're purple. And actually I believe that our County, I think we were blue the last election where I voted, but you know, I'm okay with red as long as there's, you know, it's a return to civility. Right. And um, that's not going to happen in the red well, that we're in. And, and yeah. but let's go back to, oh, cause well, we can talk politics yeah. too. Cause I think that this week's newsletter, mm. what I tried to just do a roundup, yeah. if you will, there was no one big story. We are just so any of you just we're not going to really get into the Harry and Meghan stuff. It's too much. It's really Harry now. I mean, if Harry's done anything, he has taken the the, the spotlight off of Meghan for a minute. So yeah. that's pretty that's a pretty noble thing there. But I'm sick of the fucking book. The book hasn't even come out yet. It's leaked. It so tonight? every article is out tomorrow. 
And, you know, he's done press. Look, I've read it. We've all read it. I've seen every single TikTok, every, I mean, he did the ITV interview. He did Anderson Cooper, Michael Strahan, which was, I don't like, why would you, of all the freaking people to sit with, Michael Strahan would be the last person I would talk to, but Godspeed. I don't want to talk about it right now. What I do want to talk about is we were talking about football. And I think one of the most bringing a nation together I mean, it did not matter if you were an avid, you know, hater of the Buffalo Bills, if you if they're your rival team, if you're a Republican or Democrat. The world stopped last Monday when Buffalo Bill Damar Hamlin collapsed on the field after what we, we don't know all of the facts, but we we believe he got hit. It was like that one in a million mm-hmm. where he got hit right in the in between heartbeats. You saw him stand up and then you saw him collapse. And we've seen players collapse before. This was different. Everybody knew it was different. The team and players and people on the field did a, a you know, they had to surround him to keep his privacy but uh, from reports we were hearing, he was resuscitated twice on the field. Thank God they had a defibrillator and somebody there obviously doing CPR. They've also been reports that it took too long for the ambulance. That is standard. They needed to resuscitate him on the field before transporting him. Did you see it? Were you there? Did you come in and watch it? Like it, I didn't, I, no. I hadn't- but I got an alert and I you know, saw all the things. And so I was, I mean, it was shocking and it was terrifying. And I admittedly didn't know anything about him. I don't pay attention to most football players or football in general, but my God was the, was the, 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 the news around this person was so, and you know, at that moment you think it's unlikely he's going to make it and it's a tragedy and and it's turned out to be an incredible knock on wood miracle, whether or not he plays football again, it's not even the question, but what stood out immediately about this guy is, you know, I mean, it is, it's so unbelievably difficult to become an NFL player, right? Like just not only the challenges, like to be an athlete, to get through all of those things, but a lot of athletes, a lot of NFL players come from difficult backgrounds, from economics Mm -hmm. to family, to just, you know, the nature of where you are located. And he's a Pittsburgh boy Mm -hmm. and is, it was brought to my attention very early on in that evening after the incident where that he is an incredibly active advocate for his community. And the thing that showed us the love that then support that, that people have for him was that he had this GoFundMe from 2020 to raise money for a toy drive with it for his community, like which I think bucks or something, $2,500, which he'd met, but it was just this little thing and it went everywhere. And, um, I donated a hundred bucks. Like people were giving $10 companies were giving a hundred thousand as of, I think last night or this morning, mm-hmm. it's over 8 million with over 350,000 donors. Amazing. He has, you know, when people started giving that money, he was still, you know, we did not know if he was going to come out of it. He is now breathing on his own. He is now tweeting and, and, and live tweeting his game last night um, from his hospital bed. But the, 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 and, and then the, the, 
communication on the GoFundMe that is being operated, assuming by somebody in his family or close yeah. to him is like, this is incredible. We are so grateful to everyone. This is going to help our community. We're going to, we're going to keep you abreast of how, cause it's yeah. obviously going to go more to a toy drive. It's eight and a half million dollars. Now there's like a foundation. Yeah. Can do there's some. A, and there, it's a, yeah, he had a foundation, but I think it's now it's is like, there's real stuff to be had. And this guy has brought together people from different socioeconomic backgrounds, mm-hmm. different cultures, different races, different teams, different. And just like, it's, it really, I've never seen anything quite like it where people have all just been like galvanized around this. Yeah. Galvanized. Yeah. yeah. That's the word. What, what do you think about, do you, do you think there's a reason? Cause is it, would it happen? Would it be like this with any player? Or was there something, it seems like there's something very special about maybe about him, him? and his, Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, I, I, I don't really know to your point. You, I think you said the same, like I didn't really know anything about him specifically though. It seems that he is sort of like beloved. Right. Um, but I don't know if it was the na- sort of like the graphic nature of it, of like everyone feeling so connected to this moment that they also wanted to feel part of helping right him. I, I don't know what it is doing something. Yeah. It's fascinating. And I will say, you know, we put in the newsletter, I say we, the royal we, I put in the newsletter some of the controversy you had people, you know, these old school journalists like Skip Bayless who have just a knack for bad bad timing. Yeah. Where he, you know, listen, it's a very legitimate question that could have taken place another day or two, but they, they did end up canceling the game, which is, was an important game in terms of like the championships and so forth. Um, but you know, I don't think there was going to be any question. They would have to cancel that game. The players didn't want to play. The players were just absolutely fucking traumatized. Now maybe the NFL didn't, want to do it, but the players were not going to get back on that field. Well, you bring up, you bring up a really good point. What I've been thinking about is actually, um, how will this impact if at all, like players rights or players like advocacy, right. For themselves, their health, their protection. Because we've been so, we've been so focused on the concussions, right. Mm -hmm. Those frontal lobe damages that we've seen. And now they're all the talk each week. It seems like another player has continued to play despite having a head injury and needing to be pulled. And what are the NFL going to do? But this was different. This was, this was something that everybody can sort of relate to. It's a heart injury, right? We, we all have been touched with heart issues. I just raised $65,000 for the American Heart Association due to my own involvement with my open heart surgery. But I, I don't know, there was something about this that, that people really wanted touched to. Them. Yeah. 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 And so I think the players saw their own mortality. That's they right. saw, you know, you think when it's a concussion, you're like, well, I'm not going to let that happen. When something like that happens, you realize it can happen. And he's young. He's in his early twenties and he was down. He I was not that, moving. I think that also sort of answers your other question, which was like, why did this like touch a nerve, like hit a nerve? Why did it strike a chord? And it's like, maybe it's because it's not a concussion. It's not a broken bone. Like this is something that somebody that age, that fit, like they shouldn't be suffering from. And it was just so Mm. shocking, right? That Mm. it it brought a bit of- um, And it was immediate. Like it did not look 
like he was going to recover. It's incredible that he has. Well, we're all rooting for you, Damar Hamlin. And I am now like, um, other than a Jaguars fan, I am now a Buffalo Bills fan. I also have a lot of empathy for people in Buffalo because they have had a shitty year. This winter is, oh God. I don't know. You, you choose to live there. I know that oh. sometimes you, they're, but it's just, they've gotten dumped. They've had more snow than like, I mean, climate change is real. It's been raining nonstop in Los Angeles, which is great from a drought perspective, but trees are falling mudslides are happening and buffalo got just hammered and another thing we show in the in we i show in the newsletter this week was the one of the i like the way the tiktok trend um lots of tiktoks that happened over the holidays but you know around christmas time there was that massive ice storm in seattle and every single person even people i know who've never ever looked at tiktok we're talking about it. We're seeing TikToks of all the people like sliding down the hill, the cars, people just deciding that they had to walk to work. So they just got on a, on a, like a, like some, some sort of metal thing and just slid down their street. And then there's always the jackass who thinks I can get through it. Like I can drive my car. I drive an SUV. Ice isn't going to be a problem. And you keep seeing those guys and the TikTok creators have added like funny music to it, or they've added a, you know, oh. they've shown a, um, a a succession of different clips of, like of, nightmare. of people in cars. I, ha- I feel like I have actual nightmares about like not being able to control my car and just like sliding down hills. So that was not fun for me to watch, but. I don't like that. I have that fear too. And I remember, I remember when I drove a Volkswagen Cabriolet, which is probably the most obvious thing I've ever said out of my mouth. Of course I had a Volkswagen Cabriolet in high school. And I remember that car is like a tuna can on wheels. And my dad had me go in the middle of a snowstorm run an errand. And I was driving like horizontally down the road. Um, but I, I will say it reminds me of the I've only time I've been in an ice storm like that. I was in Dublin. I was in Ireland for Christmas and it was New Year's and I'd actually celebrated New Year's like outside. Maybe it was like Limerick at a castle and I had to take a car back to Dublin, the outskirts of Dublin, Dalkey to go and get my stuff and go to the airport. And there was no way where my friend's house was up on this place called Kleine Hill that my driver could get up there. And I was still in my New Year's Eve dress with like heels or whatever. There was no way we could get up. It was like such a, so he ended up having to take me to a hotel in Dublin where I had to beg that they let me in because the rooms, they had very few rooms. And I checked in with no passport. I had no clothes. I had a, I had like a fancy sequins dress and heels and a nightgown from the, like whatever I brought. And that was it. And I had to wait like four fucking days before my friends could get back and I could get my gear. These are, these are our problems of, of, of yesteryear. Cause we're, we're in sunny climbs. Well, now. but still having Christmas or New Year's in Ireland is, is still right up there in terms of the top stuff. Now, did you watch, um, the greatest drama, the, the greatest show on earth, C-SPAN, MSNBC, CNN sure coverage. Because you posted <laughs> something about it. I'm like, C-SPAN, what's going on? Yeah, this is the best TV. Or this is the best programming on TV right now. Do you know, and I didn't know this, but the reason, cause like C-SPAN is always in, 
you know, in Congress and is always filming yeah. it, but it's always very stationary. And this week, the, the only cameras allowed in there. So even though I was watching MSNBC because I'm obsessed with their coverage and Steve Kornacki and Stephanie Rule and everybody on their team, the cameras that are in there are C-SPAN cameras. And the reason they were able to like navigate it like it was a freaking football game it was. was because... <laughs> Because the, the because there was no Speaker of the House yet, they had not set House rules. And in those House rules are one of those things around the cameras mm. and how the cameras and it's just sort of like they have to do it every time. And then the cameras are set and the cameras aren't allowed to sort of, you know, because you don't want to catch private conversations that right. so the cameras you always know when you're in Congress where the cameras are where when you're off camera but in this case the rules had not been set so the cameramen were able to get everything from you know the snarky so everybody's trying to lip read what the <laughs> what the conversations were whether it was AOC and was. Matt Gates and all of it but they're in the in the newsletter is really funny where we have those clips where it's like bad lip reading and it makes it so <laughs> freaking funny because they even add the audio which makes it sound like it's in a loud room where they are interpreting what the people are saying to each other in a the most comical hilarious way i'm concerned though i'm concerned though because ratings are up like what's going to change now so that more people are tuning in to c-span well i don't c-span it wasn't really c-span i wasn't watch. i couldn't even watch it on c-span but it was the C-SPAN cameras. I actually watched MSNBC, but ratings are up all across the news because oh, at the mess. end of the day, we love fucking drama, which is why Donald Trump got, you know, sorry, I rarely mention that man's name, but he was great. He knows, he knows television and he was great for ratings. So, you know, as much as we call it a clown show, I am sure broadcasters loved it, but mm -hmm. our, our girl, Stephanie rule, who is, well, see what I'm I mean, doing? you see what I'm doing. You're holding your glasses. Yeah. You yeah. are doing so literally the hardest working person <laughs> or an, an inanimate object in the world, in the newsroom is Stephanie rules glasses. And these are my new glasses. They're called Steph. I can't tell you how, how many people say to me, cause Stephanie is a friend. She is a subscriber to PCM. We love her. I can't tell you how many people at, at like CeCe's house the other day at that ladies luncheon, women were like, I love when Stephanie will takes her glasses off. Like, she means business. And she means business when she does that. When she, she takes them on, she takes them off. I'll tell you what though. I'm going to, she's going to get really mad at me. I have held those glasses and I've put those glasses on. Can I tell you something? There is no way that woman can see through those glasses. Those glasses are filthy. <laughs> those glasses, those glasses need like they need an exorcism. Those glasses are she's like, there's no way you can see through them. And they're not a prop. I know they're prescription, but they become this like really important prop to us because we know she means business. And when she did that Brobert, Bobert, whatever her name is, Bobert, Bobert interview, it was a platform. But like how, like how? But I really thought, I mean, Ugh. Stephanie, that was, that was Emmy award winning. That was a spectacular interview. And just, Stephanie was just like, no fools, man. but she just was like, uh, uh, I have had it. And Bobert is not bright enough to know, you know, the ins and outs of a sophisticated interviewer like Stephanie. But I will say the entire thing was drama. We talk about, I break it down 
as sort of the the most despicable being Santos and his white power sign. Don't even come at me and say that's not what it is. That man right. is searching for a group that will take him in. And clearly now, because he's not black, he's not Jewish, he's not any of the things he campaigned on, he's now going to be a, you know, a white supremacist. Now he's a white supremacist? Because <laughs> those just, are the people that will uh, take him. Are they going to take him? I'm so confused also by like Latino, like Latinx people as white supremacists. Like I, I'm so baffled by this trend. I I mean, I think he's going to end up being out because they are doing an investigation, but the Brazil case has now been opened opened. again, Mm -hmm. which was the fraud he's been, he was charged with um, theft of a checkbook where he wrote fraudulent checks to buy clothes for himself. And then they went to arrest him and he had fled the country. His mother, he claimed died in 9-11 or 9-11, like 9-11 took his mom. I, I, I don't know what that means, but she died in 2016. So there's, I don't know what that was. He talked about four of his colleagues dying in the Pulse nightclub shooting in Orlando, the gay nightclub. And he talked about that. I don't get it. Didn't happen. There were no, there, there were four people there did not work together. None of the people were connected via job. None of them worked with George Santos. George Santos has a charity that he claims that he has for pets, right? Like, cause of course a guy who's out there saving the dogs and cats of the world and he's raised money for it, but there is no record of this organization existing. I mean, the list goes on and on. And we went to high school together. And Oh yeah. Apparently he went to this prestigious like, school in New York city that Brit Morgan Sachs did go to. And yet that Horace man had to come out and be like, no, I, we no, don't know. Sorry. But Here's my question, and I, I'm sort of parroting. I've been riveted by the story. I am like, it's like George Santos and SBF. I can't, I can't get enough podcasts, right, to get enough information on this. Is it a failing of the, the fraud, the lies? That's all of it. It's so absurd. But the, is it a failing of, of the Democrats or of the Republicans that n- neither unearthed this? neither unearthed it. I think it's certainly both. Mm. I mean, it's both like the Democrats should have done. It's also a failure of sort of local media, you know, when you have like, whether it's the, I don't even know what the, the NAS, he, he's a representative from Northern Nassau County. It's a newly zoned district, Mm. you know, local media is so important. It's probably due to funding. It's probably due, but that would have been such a good story for them (laughs) to uncover, but certainly, you know, any, any, and it's the fun, like if I donate to something, forget it. Like if it's a GoFundMe, that's different. But if I'm donating real money, like to a cause or to a person, I research, I know, like it doesn't take much. Now, would I go and do background checks on these people? I mean, if I'm a big donor, if I'm a pack of some kind, yeah, you do, you do due diligence. I mean, it just makes sense. So I would think the Democrats should have done that. It's a failure on their end. And it's Mm -hmm. a failure on the Republicans to not find like a weakest link that they could have gone after. And this guy's, was it Zimmerman or whatever his name is, who is also loathsome would have gotten in. So I don't, you know, He's one of the Republicans. He is one of theirs. He is technically a Republican. The Democrats should have known from a competitive standpoint. That's right. And I, I but the Republicans, like he's one of their own, but suspicious, right? Like it, he was already a little like, was he really a well, Republican? Such bold claims. It's like, I went to this school, that school. I worked at like Goldman. He like- said he worked at Gold. And then every excuse he had has been outrageous. Like I never, he's like, I always told people that I was Jew ish i've jewish heritage but i would but he doesn't even have jewish heritage so no, i know jewish. the man 
<laughs> oh my God. But let's talk about, there were so many other things that happened, yep. fights, blah, blah, blah. But obviously the person mm-hmm. who stole the show, the person who announced himself to the world is that Hakeem Jeffries, that representative Hakeem Jeffries from New York, Democrat, House Minority Leader. I have to say- all the reasons, A to Z, baby. A to Z. A to fucking Z. And that speech, so if you guys have not seen it, it is in the newsletter. I also did a clip, which we'll play here, of his, of of the A to Z, where he is, and, and he, the Republicans hated him. Now, this is not common, by the way, for a for the handoff to have that big of a speech. This was, he knew what he was doing. He, this, the, you know, Kevin McCarthy stood there like a freaking <laughs> moron, but the, he he's thinking it's just going to be a, let me praise Nancy Pelosi and then hand over the, the gavel. And this man went on a 15 minute, unbelievable speech that was not scripted or maybe it was scripted and he memorized it, but he did not have a script in front of him. He did not have a teleprompter and that man can give a speech. We'll always put American values over autocracy, benevolence over bigotry, the constitution over the cult, democracy over demagogues, economic opportunity over extremism, freedom over fascism, governing over gaslighting, hopefulness over hatred, inclusion over isolation, justice over judicial overreach, knowledge over kangaroo courts, liberty over limitation, maturity over Mar-a-Lago, normalcy over negativity, opportunity over obstruction, people over politics, Quality of life issues over QAnon, reason over racism, substance over slander, triumph over tyranny, understanding over ugliness, voting rights over voter suppression, working families over the well-connected, xenial over xenophobia. Yes, we can over you can't do it and zealous representation over zero-sum confrontation. Uh, the Republicans were seething. No, they weren't clapping. Like, you know, when he was saying we're not for xenophobia, nobody on the Republican side clapped. They're like, oh yeah, of course we're xenophobic. <laughs> but he did it A to Z where it was, I it's have no words. I was, I was standing up in front of my television. My dog potato thought I was crazy. And I was clapping. I was like, I was like, this is a man who needs to be at the very least the next speaker of the house. But truly he's the first person I've been excited about being president in a long time. That man has to be our next president. It was a star, star making moment. It was absolutely incredible. We need more of that. And then McCarthy, like there's nothing like a wah, wah, wah. And then I, and he's had, you know, 20 years to prepare for this speech because that's his entire life's dream and agenda, which is part of the problem that we're at. He's willing to do anything to anyone to say anything to get that role that took 15 fucking votes, historic. But his speech was like, I don't even know what he was talking about. He's like, the first of all, he kept comparing himself to Lincoln. And it's so funny. There's so many dumb people out there. Like I was like, Lincoln is like, take your 
name out of my fucking mouth. <laughs> you're t- take your take my name out of your motherfucking mouth. Oh and people God. were like, Lincoln was a Republican, you moron. I was like, okay, uh, first of all, jokers. not up for dispute. I'm not explaining saying he it wasn't, right. but he was a different kind of Republican. Yes. And McCarthy's not president. And you know, you have a lot to prove there, McCarthy. You failed in so many fucking ways, including two years ago that day where you, you know, had gone against Trump and then Mm-hmm. immediately changed her tune and were photographed in Mar-a-Lago with Trump after the insurrection. So he can go fuck himself. But yeah. did you, did you live, did you see his speech? He starts talking about the painting of George Washington. No, I'm talking about McCarthy. Oh, McCarthy. The George oh, Washington. No, I didn't care. He says that, he said that there is like, look at the painting of George Washington crossing the Delaware. And in it, you will see there is a black person. There is a woman. There is a Native American. When you look at that painting, don't look at Washington. I want you to look at who's in the boat. You see, the second rower in the beret, he's Scottish. The person directly across from him in the green, rowing in the exact same cadence, is an African-American. You come down right to the middle, in the red, the person who's rowing the strongest is a woman. And in the very back is a Native American. I don't know from a historic fact if they were in the boat that night, but to this young immigrant who had lived in America, that's who he believed would be in the boat. They were all I'm, enslaved and persecuted, but they were there. That's like, like, do you not fucking know it? And he goes, I don't know if that was historically accurate. You don't know if it was historically accurate. You think a, a Native American, a black man, and a woman were were part of the the, the freedom force of George Washington? Oh my but god! Like, I, I, I it's clown show. It was crazy. Clown show. Clown show. But it was a clown show. But to your point, like I am excited and energized by people like Jeffrey. I'm hoping that this signals good things to come. And I was energized by Jeffrey's. I mean, that's the perfect word. Okay. Okay. We've talked sports. We've talked politics. Like what the hell are we talking about? Let's talk about something you're an expert in. And that is you are the mother of a tween and a a teen girls. Kill me. me. Yeah. And they, they're on TikTok. They do the dances. They're not on TikTok. Well, they've but they see the trends. They, they see, see a lot of TikTok. Yes, they're they're on TikTok, I guess because they watch clips on YouTube or their friends have it. So yeah, they have. A have present. they made you do the the you dressing up as them no, yet? But, that was my favorite trend. I am really looking forward to it because I'm actually going to ask like you like mom, will you do this dance with us? I'm like, ah. But this one I want to do because by the way, all the moms look so cute. All the moms are incredibly hot. So this trend, guys, in case you didn't see it in the newsletter, there are some trends that I do not approve of. This one was great. And a trend is usually, it's usually the same music and then like the same setup. And this one is turning my mom into me. And it's a teenager, young woman. Usually it's a daughter and the daughter can be in any style. Could be like a hipster, can be punk rock, could be pajamas, could be totally fashionista, whatever it is. They show the mom that's the same music and the mom comes out of like the doorway somewhere from the bedroom or whatever, dressed as the mom. And then all of a sudden they do a little like runway walk and turn around. And then the next time you see the mother, they are dressed in their, their daughter's clothing. These moms are all smoking. I mean, all different shapes and sizes, all different types of women, all different. There was one, I didn't put this in the newsletter. There's one woman, um, daughter who's 
whose mom was a minister and she's wearing the collar <laughs> and she comes out in her little like preacher's outfit and then turns around and comes out in, and the daughter is always dressed in like flannels and Uggs. It was, it's just, oh, I it's so see that one. cute. It's so I'll send cute. That and what you. I want to do, I was asked, I was completely excited by this one. I'm kind of offended that my kids haven't asked me to do it yet. I'm sure they're aware of it. But what I want to do is the the side by side because, you know, the 90s are back and my daughters are like dressing like I used to dress at their age right now. So like when I was whatever, 11 through high school. Just wait for the glitter to make a comeback because oh that's going to be a pain. I want to see if I look like I want a picture and then I want to do a side by side of me pretending to be my daughter and me back then. I mean, it's not I mean, going to be far off. I hope not. It, or it might be, or maybe I don't want to say that. My best era was the nineties. I mean, I was a Steve Madden BB. Oh, yeah. I wore the butterflies. I had the white highlighted eyes. I had the barrettes. Clueless. I, I wore the kilts with the, the thick Steve Madden shoes. Oh, yeah. I wore the low waisted, but, but oh my God, that little plastic choker that would get in the little hairs on your back. Oh my God. Two well, other I'm trends. Gonna, I'm going to ask them to do it. Yes, go ahead. Yeah, ask them to do it. The two other trends. One that became, I, I thought the minute I saw it, I was like, this is terrible. Um, and then it, it grew. I think even like Billie Eilish's brother came out and was like, this is disgusting. You people are horrible. And then Andy Cohen, our beloved Andy Cohen, who is, is you know, a household name at this point from Bravo and Watch What Happens Live. He, for the first time in his career of live television, or at least mm -hmm. on Watch What Happens Live, he dropped an F-bomb because he was talking about how he was shown a video of somebody showing like, oh my God, Andy Cohen died. And that's the trend. Kids were all with their families on Christmas and on Christmas day they filmed, they're like, tell their parents that their favorite celebrity died. Like, oh my God, George Clooney dead at 63. And the mom's like, what? No. Oh my, God. oh my gosh. The people freaked out, cried. There was, I mean, I saw there was Bruce Springsteen. There was Celine Dion. There was Britney Spears. There was Donald Trump. There was, I mean, across the gamut. It's just, it's even the Donald Trump one who, God forbid, you know, I say anything nice about this man, but it's just tacky. You don't, yes. as, you don't pretend somebody's dead. You don't do that to your family, but you don't do that. Like put that energy out there. And then these celebrities or their children who are on social no. media inevitably see it. And it's just is so, it gave me the ick in, ugh, and I can't believe how many people thought it was hilarious. I hated it. I know. Well, I did text you. I was like, Brooke, I'm crying because I, I actually like got upset about some of them. I'm like, what if this, what if this what if it does true? happen? And I was like crying, but then I have to admit, you can edit this out. There were some of the parents' reactions that I like knowing it was I know, true. I know, I know, it was, was so like, funny. Kind of laughing a little bit, and then I, and then I reminded myself that it was vile and evil, and I stopped laughing. But, no, I know. I mean, oh that's the that's the part of it. The reactions Ugh. were good, and the thing is, when these things do happen, we are exactly like that. Like exactly. I remember, I was shopping with my friend Melissa, and when Betty White died, and everybody in the store were like, "Betty White has died." In the store, like the we were at Lululemon, and the Lululemon people are like crying, and Melissa yeah. and I are crying, and it was just. So, you know, that's the, that's what happens. Like everybody stops. So, well, you know, I agree with Andy. I totally agree with Andy and, um, I'm glad that he's alive and well. I'm, and glad, I'm glad too. And he said something so I thought like, he's like, I'm, I'm scared enough to fucking die. Exactly. Like, like that's not like, I don't want to experience what it's going to be like with you guys when I do like that. It's awful. I got to tell you something. It's awful. I have been 
really enjoying my Andy on Sirius FM. Interesting. Okay. And, you know, you and I I only listen to Howard. Well, you and I are such big Howard fans and I love me some Howard, but Howard was on this, like, you know, for a while on this bit about how Andy got like top billing at some serious conference. I don't know. Was he upset? No, yeah, I mean, I stopped listening to Howard for a bit because he had Quentin uh, Tarantino on as a guest. And for those who know, you know, yeah. um, and I don't listen to yeah, Howard now because it. it's I don't listen. I won't listen to that interview. Ha- Quentin is not my favorite, don't, don't but I, I I'm afraid because sometimes they go back in time, like when I turn it on and it's like an old in, like an interview from the last few weeks. So I'm I'm on a, a muted Howard that's Stern. Why, for a minute. That's why you get the app. I know I need to do that, but I'm in the car. It's just so easy. I love it. I know. Well, you can listen to the app in the car too. And I don't work for serious, but he was like, you know, giving Andy some shit. And I was like, I feel bad, but I'm going to listen to Andy radio. And you know what? It's really good. It's really good. You know, our girl Tinks is under his. I know. I listen to her, her her show on Sirius under Andy's network. It's great. Lastly, before we get into make out, Mary or mute, If you can recall, I will say that there is one thing that I have too much of in my house, and that is candles. I love every one of you who've given me candles. I have incredible candles. My designer, uh, my interior designer was like, you could have a candle store. I mean, I have, I got another 20 for Christmas, like beautiful. And these things are not cheap. I mean, you know, and you, you are a candle snob. I'm a snob. I'm a freak. What love is your it. favorite? What's your favorite brand? I love Serge Chardon. I love Ossier de Villette. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. Those are my two favorites. But Serge Chardon, I think. I have so I have so many different ones. They're all so beautiful. I will say I'm more of like a, I don't like a smoky mm-hmm. scent. I like a, um, you know, like a, I don't like a cedar or Christmassy ones. I, re- I love jasmine. Mm-hmm. I like a jasmine-y kind You of have smell. a beautiful scent in your house. I'm a scent fanatic. And so I'm very into niche fragrances. Actually, I could talk, let's not talk. I could go on about this. That's another you, podcast. Another podcast. But you have that Joe Malone, which is so beautiful. I have a lot of Joe Malone candles. I do. And the, what do you call it? The, the diffuser. infusers. Diffusers. Diff- infusers. Diffuser. You're diffusing the scent. She went you to Harvard. Follow, no, no, no. You should follow Sir Candleman. On Instagram. Sir Candleman on Instagram. Sir yeah, you Candleman. talked about that. And the reason oh. I bring up candles is because another big trend, and if you have a TikToker, they may have done this, are these fucking, we had butter boards, we've had all this thing, and now we have a butter candle that you can make out. Have you done it? Fuck no. It's just a candle. No, I, I didn't even, I actually didn't know about this one. And, you know, I learned something new, as I always learn something new on your, on your uh, PCM. I'm like, what is this blasphemy? This is, it's it's awful. No, I say no to butter candles. (laughs) It's gross. I mean. So funny. Well. you had one, um, I'd use it. I'd eat it. I have, I have a couple videos in the newsletter that show you how to do it. And, and then there's also this thing that every kid wants now, which I think is so funny, which is the Stanley cup. And everyone's like, there are a lot of people who thought it was the Stanley cup, like the Stanley cup. It's the thing you win if you win the NHL like championship, but it's a brand called the Stanley cup. They knew what they were doing. And it's like the Gen Z love of cups, maybe even millennials, the thing that everything is like a new, it's a cup. They love their liquids. They're all about being hydrated, but they're all about those canned drinks that they then put 
put into a cup and this Stanley cup is like all the rage and it's a big cup, but it has a handle and I guess it keeps drinks cold. You can put your iced Starbucks drink in it and it goes right perfectly and it has a straw, but it also has a narrow base. So it goes into your cup holders in your car. I mean, it's hilarious how many people are going crazy between the ankle length Uggs, which I have and the Stanley cups. That was like all, that's like your entire personality. If you're a Gen I I was going to ask my kids, specifically my daughter, Mirabelle, and I'm not going to ask her about it anymore because I know it's going to happen. She's like, did you get me one? 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 Can I get one? Can I get one? Can I get one? No, Britt I, and I went to the Harry Styles concert and really yeah. the main part of that Harry Styles concert was what swag we're going to get, what merch we're going to get your daughters and how I learned if you have two daughters like that, you can't get, I would just like get the same thing. And Britt looked at me and was like, are you fucking kidding me? No, you think no. I could, like, I wouldn't survive the night if no. I walked into my house with the same thing for them. They had to be different. They did have to be different. You know, ultimately I'm going to pick the wrong thing, but that's how it goes when you have teenagers and tweenagers, but it was aggressive at that merch table. Do you remember that? Like, yeah, I sure do. People are trying to cut us off. And I will say though, I carry the bag that you bought the stuff in that you gave me the tote and every, like it's happened now about five times, like walking through rock center, for example, on the Christmas tree lighting, I was at a restaurant, this amazing new restaurant in LA called salty girl, which is also in Boston and London. And there's always somebody, there was like a a server walked by and she goes, I love your bag. Me too. (laughs) And it's apparently like a code. Like I would look at the bag and it doesn't say Harry Styles on it it's very you know Signifier. if you know you know. You, know, you know you know you know and so mm-hmm. and then I was like a security guard as I was walking through rock center I was like I love your bag like it was the all-knowing like I see yeah. you and so you know I'm 48 going on 17 it's but, great but that's going to be our I think I think we decided or at least I decided we have our Halloween costumes. We're going to go as the middle-aged women. Oh, in the sequin women. suits, the middle-aged women who yeah, are, but, Harry you know, I just wear what I wear. I'm a middle-aged Harry Styles fan. <laughs> I'm more the middle-aged, but let's just call it what it is. Okay. We have gone, we could talk. I mean, this is just welcome to Brit and I like <sighs> every day. Like I'm on a treadmill, Brit and I FaceTime. I'll FaceTime Brit when I'm driving. Like I just like, sorry, it's, it's just what we it's do. True. Mary, make out mute. You know, the rules. I'll start and then you can you go. start, please. Cause I, okay, I would totally, totally, totally what I'm sorry. I am sure he's married and has an amazing family. I don't know enough about him, but I would absolutely marry Hakeem Jeffries. I would also make out with Hakeem Jeffries. It's a twofer on this one. I am taking it. He is my make out and marry. I, and I'm, this is just a political one for me. I would mute that disgusting, stupid pedophile, like, Adam's family faced <laughs> Matt Gates, who I can't, I would just like, I would punch him in his stupid face. He should, I don't know why. I mean, he's like, isn't he with, like trafficking so minors? There's something, there's something, there's something untoward. Is that the yeah, the I love how like the QAnon people are going after like the, uh, like Biden for going out, but it's like, they're right there in your parties, like trafficking teenagers. But, uh, um, you know, he, he hopefully will go the way of Andrew Tate, who is sitting in a prison cell in Romania. Come on, Greta. We're just uh, waiting for you to take him down. We're waiting. Greta's for you to already done her job. Greta's like, I'm out. I have done, she's uh, done more for the universe in that, <laughs> in that exchange than, than at the climate stuff. But, um, so that's it. I did it quick, that's and, a good quick one. and easy. All right. Well, I am going to, this is a tie because I was going to go with yours, Brooke. I had exactly the same one, Hakeem Jeffries. I know. But I think it's a toss up for both on the make out or the marry on Jeffries or Steph Rule. 
Oh my God. You, oh, well, Stephanie rule. If she, when she knows that you say you would make out with her and marry her, I think you should do both for Stephanie. She, I, I'm pretty sure. I mean, Stephanie's husband, Andy is incredible. I love him, but I'm sure she could make room for you. Cause like make room for me, baby. She loves you. She loves you. I love her. I know it's a mutual love. Um, who would you mute? Bobert. Good. There's so many, but after her interview with Stephanie, cause there's nothing yeah. more to be said. She's a ding bat. All right. Well, Brett, I love you, David, our amazing producer. Thank you so much. It is pouring rain. I have to, in the next two hours, walk my dog, mm -hmm. get ready. Oh, and mm -hmm. pack for an eight day, nine day trip to Europe. So I'm going to be great. I'm going to miss out. you, but I'm, I'm going to expect some FaceTimes from you. There'll be lots of FaceTimes. Follow my Instagram stories so we can, you know, I do my, my Kara Swisher posts about her being a dad at the airports. <laughs> all around the world. I'm still looking forward to that content. I know. And she's like, get, hurry up. And then we sit in a lounge for two hours and she eats green gummy bears. Get ready for it, kids. All right. Well, this has been another amazing Pop Culture Mondays on Thursdays. See you next week. Pop Culture Mondays.